Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Four minutes past eight. Good morning. We're in studio Lumo powered by Lumo Energy SA. Our number is one 736 if you want to give us a call. Mark Bickley just sunning himself in Victoria over the weekend. <laughs> Grand final day. Brings back memories for you, Bix. Yeah, it was, well, a long time ago, but it's just it's still a great day. Just seeing all the people, seeing the passion of the supporters, particularly the travelling supporters. So many Brisbane people travelled uh, and were in and around the city. It reminded, yeah, very much so of, of uh, you know, that time when Adelaide were there. And, and even <clears throat> more recently is, is my sort of recent memory of 2017 when Adelaide made the grand final. I was over there with the family watching that but and seeing all the, the Crows fans. So it's a little bit sort of nostalgic, but at the same time, it sort of whets the appetite. And you think, how good would it be if your team could get back there again? So... Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty full on. Let's get you our nominations in for the, the good stuff, Bix. You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. I have two observations from the weekend, which I would okay. like to nominate for the good stuff, okay? Yep. So mm-hmm. the first one was Bobby Hill, who was the recipient of the Norm Smith medal. So unanimous decision. I'm I'm pretty sure second in the voting was Kitty Coleman. Is that right? His first yep, half was right. amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's have a listen to Bobby Hill. Yeah, it obviously is the best game I've played and... Um, to, yeah, to do it on a big stage is unbelievable, and um, yeah, I've, yeah, it was just full credit to my teammates, and mm. I was just getting lucky with the with the uh, pass to play, and I'd uh, end up finish off my work. So to have a listen to Bobby Hill over the weekend, he said he spent that morning watching highlights of Cyril Rioli, I think from 2015. Um, who ended up winning the Norm Smith medal too. Why I'm nominating Bobby Hill for the good stuff is because when he went to receive his premiership medallion, he put his Norm Smith medal underneath his Guernsey. And I really like the symbolism of that. And that's kind of that indication of one in all in for Collingwood to go, okay, mm. I've won an individual award, but we need to celebrate the, the team award right here. I think Dustin Martin did that when he received his Norm Smith too. So I think that was really nice. But also on the flip side, mm. I really liked seeing the Brisbane Lions players stay out on the ground for a really long time during those presentations because what happens normally is once the once the team receives the the cup then the, the away team's basically off the ground by that stage so they yeah. stayed out there whether that was Chris Fagan saying to them watch this and let this sink mm. in to see this burning feeling of um, motivation maybe for next year I'm not sure but I think it was good they stayed out there to, to pay their respects to yeah look I think you're right it is it's a great sign of respect and Oh, it was hard work though, wasn't it? There's was a couple of things that was hard work. One, you know, seeing uh, Dane Zorko, he was, you know, devastated as all the, the Brisbane players were. There's some talk where that may have been his last game for the Brisbane Milestone line. game so, for him as well. I think he's 250. Yeah, 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 so we'll see what unfolds there. But then, of course, there was there was also Taylor Adams was out on the ground. John Noble was yeah. out there, you know, those guys. And 
you could just see there was a couple of big hugs from Darcy Moore and other players who came to him. You could just see, you know, like how broken John Noble in particular looked absolutely shattered. And it's such a, I can only imagine it would be such a bittersweet feeling of, yes, we've won and the team's won, but gee whiz, I've missed out on something that is so special after playing such a significant role. So, yeah, it's, it's a, that was really tough watching. It was a tough watch watching a couple of those sort of blokes who missed out. Well, there's no guarantees for next year either. And normally um, we start making predictions a little bit closer to the 24 season starting. But then from that, do you think those two teams go in favourite straight away moving into 2024? Because things change pretty quickly. They do. And when you think about uh, Collingwood, you know, like they, whilst they had a dominant season, you know, what did they, what did they win? Probably 18 games or 18 or 19 games. They, they won lots of um, lots of close ones. And even in the finals, it's not like they, you know, you think about Richmond, when Rich, Richmond won a couple of those finals against the Giants, they just blew them out of the water. Or Geelong last year blew Sydney out of the water. And you just thought, wow, this could sort of stretch out here. These, mm. This team is well above everyone else. But, uh, this, these were three close finals and, and they just got over the line against, you know, like Melbourne and, and GWS. So I don't think, you know, I'm not sure you can say they're absolutely favourites. The, clearly what they've got is this great connection that which will continue on, you would think. But I think what we saw this year was such an even competition and teams can come from outside the eight, like Carlton, like the Giants to make an impact. And I'm hoping... Someone like Adelaide, who who did a lot of groundwork this year and lost a lot of close games, can just graduate, you know, a little bit further and and maybe win a few of those close ones, and they might be able to sort of get close. But I think it's going to be a really even competition because I think Sydney will be good next year. I think Carlton will be good next year, uh, and you've got to think the Giants will be good next year as well as Brisbane and Collingwood. So you know, straight away you get this sense that it's going to be you know a really sort of jam packed sort of top eight with some high quality teams. So what happens now, Bix? We're talking on the Tuesday morning after the Saturday afternoon grand final. This week, a handful of Collingwood players will be told that their services are no longer required at the club. So they'll go from this fantastic high into a, I've just been delisted or I might be put Mm. up for trade. Like it it happened so quickly. What was it like in your experience when you were playing? Yeah, look, I think generally you get an opportunity to sort of enjoy the week. I think I heard that that uh, Collingwood's best and fairest is this Friday night, maybe Friday or Saturday night. So I think this period here is you're still in that sort of uh, celebration mode and that sort of lasts or sort of goes through until you have the best and fairest. And after the best and fairest, it's sort of like you, everyone just draws breath and you sort of uh, get the opportunity to decide what you're going to do next. You know, some people sort of pack up and go on holidays. Others sort of are hanging around or, or go and spend time with family or whatever they do. But yeah, this first week, I think you're, <clears throat> you're allowed to sort of celebrate and really enjoy the moment for the next couple of days. Uh, were you the all-nighter type of guy? Or if not, which one of your teammates in 97, 98 was the guy that you knew wasn't going to get any sleep? <laughs> uh, look, I, I think I had a fair crack, particularly the first year. I reckon we went a couple of nights without sort of but a fair crack sleep. for you is maybe 9 p.m bed so what's a <laughs> no, fair crack for you no 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 I, the, well we didn't sleep the first night i reckon 90 percent of the team just went straight to the plane and jumped on got back to adelaide then went straight to sort of Wavell showgrounds uh, and then went out that night till about five or six in the morning so it would have been a good whatever that is you know close to 
you know, 40 hours without sleeping and playing a game in between. Mm. Um, and then I reckon we had the next day was the Monday, which was your traditional sort of pub crawl day and just with all the players and a bit less everyone else's the general public's gone back to work. We sort of just enjoyed ourselves. But by Tuesday, the body starts to sort of really yeah. feel, feel the pinch. So I think I lost my voice by uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Especially so some of those shop. players who are parents now, like Scott Pendlebury and a handful of those guys will need to go home and take care of their kids too. So um, kids are very <laughs> unforgiving with that kind of stuff. They don't care <laughs> that you've won the grand final. They just say, yeah. put Peppa Pig on the TV and uh, I need a milk in my dummy straight away. So thank you for that insight. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And it sounds like there's about 15,000 people in Studio Lumo this morning. There are people everywhere. Bix, the Wheat Bix guy who has been a character of the show this morning because <laughs> a guy walked into Studio Lumo and started eating his breakfast behind Mark Bickley. Bix is having a look at what he's eating now. Do you reckon, <laughs> no, when, he's he come, do you reckon when he comes in next time, you could just remind him that we are actually on the <laughs> radio and to stop <laughs> playing sound effects and music behind you? No, we definitely. Everyone's just doing their job here. We're, we're absolutely chock-a-block. Got trade radio going on. We've got the normal SEN breakfast crew in here. It's like I'm just happy to be Is it here awkward for be... you at the moment, though, because you are by, you're locked in a studio with a guy that you have never met before, <laughs> and he's looking going, I'm just trying to work out whether that's – is that Brent Harvey or Simon Goodwin there? I just I – surely it's not Mark Bickley. I don't know. Uh, so He's too young. Wouldn't have any idea. Okay, fantastic. It is 13 minutes past eight. SENSA, good morning.